Warning, this podcast contains material not suitable for younger audiences, and some material that's not suitable for older audiences. If you're part of any age group, we've found a way to offend you. Run while you still can. We are the Hapless Heroes. He took my friend Maven. We're cooking people in an orphanage. Yes. The orphans can't see it. Hoblet is... They can smell it. Well, dinner's on, kids. again welcome back to another episode of hapless heroes i'm francesco your host and dm tonight we continue our two-part mini episode series of what happened to hoblet to my left we have james playing the one and only the incomparable the inimitable the smelly smelly (laughs) very smelly very disheveled hoblet the smasher good evening friendos to his left zach Playing Parody Lincoln Woods. Parody, it's me. Into his left, John, playing Franz the Soother and Manservant. Have you seen Jarrell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when we last left off, Hobbit was trying to piece together the events that led him to be drunk and half naked in the middle of uh, some clothing racks at Costco. He managed to piece together that he was actually doing some sort of altruistic task while separated from his party. A man of the people. Surprise, Helping his friend uh, Maven the Baker steal some supplies from the evil Lord Crump's land. Also, most likely banging a hooker behind a dumpster. Also that, because listen, not all heroes are perfect, people. Damn it, Paradise. Not all heroes are wearing capes. Not all heroes wear capes. That's also true. <laughs> but he cloth. does but but Coblet, Coblet does have a bloodstained cape. Ew. Okay. Just 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 saying. We established it at like episode eight or like seven or eight or something like yeah. that. who's you started retracing your steps. You're like, holy crap, maybe the baker's not here. You run, you run across Manservant and Franz. They're looking for Jarrell. You decide, hey, well, might as well go look for him together while you're in the middle of your stuff. You go to Maven the Baker's Bakery. There's a horrible scene there. Everything is disheveled. There's even a wall, like a mini wall built between some foreign baked goods and the rest of the baked goods. That, uh, all the, it just says, make Telduria great again. And, and, Unnecessary. And, you know, and you knew that Lord Crump's men had been here. You know, Lord Crump himself doesn't really ever show up himself to these things, but you know that he sends a lot of his minions to do his bidding. Right. Um, so you decided to try to retrace your steps because now you know that Maven's in trouble, but you also need to find your companions as well. So you still can't really give up your task. You decided to check out the orphanage that you stole these food supplies for, and you found that there was a bit of an altercation happening there where there's about there's four thugs confronting the person who works there, saying it's, they're shaking them down and stealing these supplies and. And you bust in by kicking op- k- kicking open the unlocked door. Unlocked, unhinged door. And Franz is about to play a little tune. <laughs> so and... as we left off, Franz was literally mid, oh, 
and he continues on with Lord Jarrell the Light. Foolish men, he did fight. Five in all, and still they'd fall. And this is supposed to inspire Hoplet to smash, what was it, three men? Four men? Four men. Four men. So Jarrell did five. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so now... Fair with, enough, with, so what is that, what a, what that, a D4? What, what that minor ability that I made up does <laughs> is that once per day, he can inspire courage by talking uh-huh. about Jarrell and give you uh, 1D4 to your next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw. Okay. So what we're going to do now, guys, is we're going to roll initiative. So, Hoblet, what's your initiative? Six. Big six. Paradell. That's an 18. And Franz slash manservant? One. Oh, I know. I guess that's a 21, sorry. Okay, uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Paradil, you're going first. Let's get it. All right, Paradil. He sees four thugs in front of him. Yeah, one of them is kind of like towards the back of the group. The rest of them are in front of the person um, like that they're having the argument with. This person is starting to like try to run away. You know, like cower into the room with you know he's heading towards the room with the children mm-hmm. to like maybe potentially go in there, shut the door. You know what I mean? Like let you guys fight it out without scaring the kids. Okay. Because you're in this orphanage now. But yes, there are four thugs. They are all within plain sight. You can get to any of them from where you're standing right now. So, the layout of the room is what exactly? Oh yeah, uh, I should probably get into that. So you have like the entrance, which is sort of at the front right of the building, right? You kind of went up this like little small set of stairs to go up to the front right of the building, and as it opens up, there's a staircase directly ahead of you, and then out to the right, the rest of the building opens up, right? So you have this sort of living area. Um, there's like a few like straw couches like set up uh, with like some toys on the ground, and then um, to the like in between that area and the stair, the staircase, right? Like there's like a like a, like a a wide sort of open area slash hallway like sort of you know like kind of goes into another open room you know what i mean it's, just, it's all connected mm-hmm. that the um it's like a little almost like a little kitchenette there okay and that's where the argument is happening with these folks and then there's an area in the back where there's like a corner and there's two doors one directly ahead and one to the left the run directly ahead is where the children are and the one to the left is where the guy was walking out of with the crate full of food supplies does that make sense? And I'd say it's about a, it's about fifty feet, um, like wide, like to your, like so it kind of stretches out to your left, and then it goes in about forty feet. Okay. Does that help? Yeah. So we have one guy that's out, uh, out of the doorway carrying food supplies. It's like in a doorway adjacent to the one with the children. Yeah, and actually and then, to the right of the kitchenette, too, there seems to be a door that leads out to the alley on the side of the house. And that's okay. where he's, he was walking that way, but his sense, like, he's, he's starting to put down the supplies and draw his weapon. Okay. And uh, in the kitchen mm-hmm. are three people who seem bad that are arguing with how many people that seem good. One person that seems good, and okay. then behind, and then and the other guy's still in that general area as well, the fourth one. But the he's, like, behind... Like maybe five feet behind where the, the 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 small halfling man is that like runs this orphanage. Now, as a player, I know that I should probably be fighting these people, but as my character, what is giving me the the inclination? They're wearing I'm... these red bandanas to say "Make Telduria Great oh, Again." Right, right, and they're right, like right. shaking down this uh, orphanage. All right, you heard them say this is a shakedown. Yes. All they, right. They look thuggish. All right. So, <laughs> picture whatever generic like, 
you know, mobster, mobster thug idiots wearing leather armor and some brandishing scimitars look like, and that's exactly what they look like. Okay, so I have my scimitar out, and I'm also going to unsheathe my rapier. So, defunk into noise? Bring in the funk, bring in the noise. Um, good. <laughs> if you want to go with the real order, bring in the noise, bring in the funk. Do it however you want, man. Okay. It's, it's your life. Alright, so I'm going to come at one of those three guys. One through three are ahead of the halfling uh, owner dude, mm-hmm. and uh, number four is the one behind him, you know, putting the supply crate down. He's okay. in between you and the woman blocking the children. Okay. I'm going to go for number one. Okay. This is with the rapier. Denoise. Okay. That's a 21 to hit. Yeah, I'll absolutely hit him. That was a seven piercing. Okay. With the rapier. Ouch. Yes, he definitely takes that. I don't think I've used this since I've leveled up, but I have um, an extra attack with that weapon, right? Yes. Okay. You can actually make an extra attack with that before you attack with your offhand. Okay. Great. Oh, wow. Because at level five, fighters get extra attacks. So, yes, when you take the attack action, you actually attack twice. Okay. And do I need to roll to hit again? Yes. Or? Okay. And then you, and then for your bonus action, you roll again for your offhand. Okay. That's a 22 to hit. Yeah. Uh, the... The noise uh, definitely connects one more time. Makes a, makes a ruckus. Yeah. In the midst of that, I say, this ain't no shakedown. This is going to be your takedown. Oh, <laughs> snap. And with that, I roll a 10. A 10? For damage. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what does it look like when you kill this motherfucker? <laughs> you immediately kill him with your first weapon. Jeez. With his last dying breath, he goes, that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, number one is done. All right. Um, just just c- crumples to the ground after you've stabbed him two really, really good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So what are you doing with your offhand? My offhand is firmly grasping that magical scimitar defunct. Right. And what are you doing with that? Um, I'm going to roll a 21 to hit. Against? Oh, number two. Okay. Yeah, that hits him. And I roll a nine damage on that motherfucker. Ouch! Yeah, that he takes all that. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's cruising. He's he's definitely hurting. Okay. All right. Any other, anything else on your turn? I'm going to say, this can end now if you give us the info we want, boys. Um, they remain unfazed, and we move to their turn. So, two and three are going to swing twice with their scimitars against you, Paradell. Mm. Twice each. Yeah. So, number two. Uh, his first attack is a 15 against your AC. Right. Doesn't do it. The second one is a nat one. Mm-hmm. I'll address that in a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> number three. We get a 19 against your AC. That hits. And a nine. Okay, that does not. <laughs> okay, so you're going to take five slashing damage. Okay. And then that nat one from number two is going to, in fact, uh, he's gonna he actually kind of overcommits to the swing, and he ends up tripping past you and is now prone in, on the floor in front of Hoblet. And that's number which one? Two. Number three. Or number oh. two, I mean. Number two is it's the injured one is prone on the floor in front of Hoblet. Hmm. And that's going to bring us to Hoblet. Let's just mash his face off with Trixie. 
I got one laying down right in front of me. Oh yeah, you had an advantage on that roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm yelling fuck Crump, mm-hmm. and I'm swinging <laughs> Trixie hard. Okay. 20, not a nap. <laughs> oh, he's dead. I mean, by dead, I mean like he got hit. You connected with Trixie. You by heave. dead, I mean not dead. <laughs> oh, we might, we'll see if he's dead or he's not. He's probably dead. Eight damage. Eight damage? Yeah, that's actually exactly how many hit points he had left. Uh, uh, what does it look like? Good. You haven't done this in a while, man. Make it, make it epic. He's prone at your feet, face down, as you're coming down with Trixie. Really gross some people out, man. I feel like I'm <laughs> aiming for his dick. Just to oh, make God a point. I mean, you're going in from behind. Right, it's butt first. <laughs> you're go- you're aiming for his dick through his butt. Yes. <laughs> this so is like this is smash... this is the ever elusive dick butt hit. Yes, I'm going to smash his coccyx through his penis. <laughs> you think you do, but it's really just a, a splatter of awfulness. Right. So like you have no idea hair. what the hell happened. An but he's absolutely pulp. dead. Yes. Yeah. He's absolutely dead. Probably screaming for a minute before actually succumbing to the cold right. hand of death. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> I got real. <laughs> it's real up in here. All right. Franz slash manservant, what are they doing? So, um, manservant is literally just standing there currently. Okay. And Franz kind of tries to dart and hide behind one of the couches in the other room. Sounds good. Yeah, I figured. I mean, again, like I said, these guys are kind of non-combat. They can help. They can do other things, yeah. but like, I, but they you know, they perform other combat actions besides attacking and casting a spell. Right. Cannot actually do damage. Can only nope. receive damage. No, and their their main goal is surviving because yeah. you know neither one of these two fools in front of you are the ones actually paying you. As, as so. Franz runs off, Manservant slowly kind of turns and starts walking, uh-huh. following. Him. <laughs> Great. Uh, we're gonna go to Paradel. Okay. Three and four are still around. Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't actually address what four was doing real quick. Uh-huh. Sorry about that. Yeah. Because um, I said two and three were attacking you. Number four. four yeah. Two's dead now, right? We'll say that number four actually managed to put down the crate that he was holding. It actually takes a full action to draw your weapon, too, mm-hmm. on top of that. So, like, he's kind of, like, like he's he's prepared now and, like, ready to, to run into combat. So, sorry about that. Now go ahead, Peridil. I should have addressed right. that. So, hmm. oh, he didn't even get the plus four that I wanted to give him. He didn't have to. He didn't, he didn't use it. Yeah, he still has it. Yeah. And number three is engaged with somebody, right? Um, number one and two number are Number three dead. is engaged with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number four is not engaged with anybody. Okay. All right. Well, number three apparently didn't get the hint. No. <laughs> I need to see this fight through with three because he can just get schooled. Take right. him to school. I will. Coming at him with the rapier. That is a <laughs> nat one. Oh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. In true form. That's your first attack with your... Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and roll me your second because I want to base this off of what happen- what's happening next. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's not much better. That's a nine. Okay. So your first, like, your first flurry, right, with your main action, your main hand, um, you absolutely 100% miss. Like, you actually end up swinging, like, you're kind of going in like an overhead chop sort of um, action, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. As you're kind of, like, dodging and dashing around him. 
Probably not the best decision with and the rapier. Like, right, and you're kind of like mid-air as you're trying to push this down, like, you know, like stab him in the head. And, then, mm-hmm. and then like instead, Spartacus you kind of, right, you, you kind of go through your own legs. Like, you don't stab yourself, but then your second attack, you try to, like, obviously bring it back, but instead you end up actually just making yourself do a backflip in mid-air because you whip your <laughs> legs out from underneath you while you're, mid, while you're mid-air. <laughs> and you land on the ground and skid a little bit into, like, one of the cabinets um, in this kitchenette area. Oh, great. And you're going to take... Um, Three bludgeoning damage from just like the you know the fucked up action. You are f- ten feet away from your your dude, but you can use half of your movement to stand up, and you still have your bonus action. All right. And he, he you see him begin to crack a smile because like you royally messed up. Okay, so I can get up. You can get up. Use half your movement to do so. And use my offhand attack to get at him again. Um, I would say, let's see, half of 25 is still more than 10, so yes, you can get back to him and use your offhand as a bonus action. Gonna get him with that magical scimitar. Right. And that is a 20 to hit? Yeah, I imagine you, like, almost, like, kicking off of, like, the counter, you know what I mean? Like, as you hit it, Mm -hmm. and, like, just leaping back into action and, like, Ah! grab your scimitar and just swing it across, and you absolutely connect. Some sort of sweet parkour move in the corner of the room. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Yeah, go ahead and roll the damage. I really want to get better at describing like the scene in combat right, because I right, feel like yeah. this could be like we need, we need to make it a little more epic, right? Yep. So as I skid toward the wall, mm-hmm. um, I sort of jam uh, my one hand behind me. Yeah. Just leave myself off the floor, kick one wall with one foot, and I kick the counter with the other foot. Do a backflip back towards the guy. With like with scimitar like on your like, offhand like ready to slash. Yeah, and you connect. Right. Let's see the damage. And he gets eight. Oh yeah, ouch! You, Not only you, that, you kind of, you kind of like because he's like he hasn't fully turned around yet. You get him right across the back. Mm-hmm. Which do you see? And you see him like take almost like a two steps forward, like yeah, you know, it staggers a little bit. Peridot's feeling really good about that, so if allowable, yeah, he's gonna take an action action surge. You absolutely can do that. All right, and you're gonna take another action to do coming, coming back at him with the rapier. Yeah. You get two attacks because you're taking the attack action. This man is just, this man is now, is literally doing five attacks in one round. Right, yep. <laughs> A never-ending Impressive. flurry of yeah, attacks. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, don't forget, you even have your, you still have your uh, superiority die abilities too. Like if, if you're really oh, yeah. feeling like you got to do something. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Anyways. Um, that was a 24 to hit. Oh my God, yeah. Holy shit, Paradell. Like, you may have fucked up once, but every single, like, almost every other hit has connected in some glorious faction. royally, jeez. And that's a 10 damage. Yeah. Holy shit. Again, just butchering these guys. Is this guy still standing? What? It, yeah, no, he's dead. What does it look like? Um, the rapier just skewers him in the gut. Yeah. And his uh, stomach actually comes out of the exit wound. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> it's like speared onto the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And uh, a bloody kebab. Just Great. The stomach. Yeah, just the stomach. <laughs> um, any. Oh. Okay, so. Well, still attached to the yeah, esophagus yeah, yeah. and the small intestine. Right. But yeah, the stomach has like just come out. Yeah. Like an anatomy yeah. book it's just been outside. threaded out through his back. Yeah. That's Gross. disgusting. So, Gross. number four, seeing three of his buddies fall within the last 12 seconds, mm-hmm. um, actually makes a beeline towards the room with the children. Mm-hmm. And tries to barrel his way through the halfling woman who's blocking the door. Yeah. 
Um, and while that's happening, the halfling man tries to stop him too. So we're going to have a couple things happening in succession here, and we'll see what happens here. Because he sees that he's beat, but the only way to get, you know, obviously threatening children is a good way to get you to stop your attack, right? Yeah. So the man manages to barrel through the woman and the halfling man is unable to trip him up. So he's the guy is now in the room and he, you know, puts his scimitar and points it towards like this room full of kids and he's like, put your weapons down. And that's we're gonna he's in, and he's holding his action until you do something. So Hoblet is your turn. And you see that this like halfling woman is like like she has her hands over her mouth and she's just like terrified because she has no idea what's about to happen here. And everyone's just looking on in horror and disbelief. He's doing what to her again? Sorry. He's pointing his scimitar towards the children okay. and threatening them. So like he's going to do some bad things. Okay. okay. If you don't drop your weapons. Alright. So I can just I can it's my he, turn. It's your turn. He okay. he will have a reaction, so make sure that what you're about to do, you know. Yeah, I'm... <sighs> Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> I'm going to cast Hold Person. Excellent. He has to make uh, what kind of save? He does... And how are uh, you doing this? Because obviously you still have to, like, you know, say things to, like, cast a spell. Like, I'm kind of... I, I want I want you to describe to me kind of what Hoblet's doing, what's racing through his mind. Like, I, this is a very tense moment, so I kind of want to paint the picture for our audience. Um, that Hoblet is not just this horrible... He has Trixie... Even though Trixie is a two-handed attack weapon, mm-hmm. he summons this hangover level of strength. Mm-hmm. He's holding Trixie out in one hand. Mm-hmm. Open palm right towards the guy and he just goes now you stop right there okay what and kind he of... throws up a little in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah right like this like this audible like uh, wet belch and like, it is a out. it is a wisdom saving throw okay fucking fucker it's a big roll right here this lady's either gonna die or we're gonna and what's your spell save well, DC? Are, don't worry yeah. about it we'll fight we'll what's your okay he gets a five. Oh! He fails. He is paralyzed, right? Yes. He is... Uh, let me see. Yes. He is paralyzed until the end of his next turn. He can make a save again. At the end of his next yes. turn? Well, um, yeah. So that... He... You know, his, rea- his... Obviously, he can't use his reaction now. Obviously. He is paralyzed. So we're going to go on to Franz and Manservant. Are you guys... Is Franz still hiding now that he sees that the tides have turned? Franz is peeking out from behind the couch, and Manservant is literally just standing right next to him, so it's clearly obvious where he's hiding. Right. That's all that's going on. Right. Does like Manservant like almost like pick him up, be like, hey, look, you're fine? No, there's there's no noticeable reaction at this time. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. Okay. Paradil. This dude is like completely paralyzed now. Like, Hobbit is, comp- like, taking him out of action. Like, he's, like, he still has his scimitar, like, out, but, like, you can see he's just, like, frozen. Like, his eyes are wide, and, like, he just, like, can't move. You can almost see, like, this sort of divine, like, aura, like, almost forming, like, these uh, these bonds around him, like, like chains. You know what I mean? That are holding him in place. I feel like that's a pretty cool visual, right? Because, yeah. like, you're summoning, this is, like, a holy spell you're casting, this whole yes. person. So, like, I almost imagine it's, like, the bonds of Klingon and Silverbeard himself, like... Yes, whole, just, just... Arresting him. Paralyzing him. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay. Do you just straight murder him? 
<laughs> no, I want some information out of yeah. that motherfucker. That's a good idea. You've got him held. Right. Um, I'm going to roll for persuasion. Okay. So uh, he can't talk or do oh, anything he right now. He's paralyzed. Yeah. So like you can like you can kind of do what you will at the moment because like right. he cannot react or do anything. Okay. He's so. in, he's incapacitated, can't move or speak. Uh, he automatically fails strength and dexterity saving throws. Uh, attack rolls against him have advantage, and any attack that hits him is an, is an automatic critical hit. What's duration on a whole person? It's a concentration. Okay. He has a concentration for a little while. I think it's for like a few minutes or whatever. I, I forgot how long it, the duration is, but he can make this guy makes a save at the end of each of his turns to get out of the paralysis. Yeah, one minute. Yeah. There's also a rule. If you drop a creature to zero hit points, you can choose to leave them unconscious rather than kill them. Okay. That's another. That's an option that's in your court. That's okay, something okay. that people forget about sometimes, so I feel like I should remind you. Yes. So, like, if you were to de- if you were to decide to use this, to like, you know, just attack the shit out of him and, like, leave him unconscious, that would last longer than this whole person, and you can kind of take him somewhere, question him, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yes. that'd be a good way to get him away from these people. Okay. All right, so, and, like that's, and I'm not, and I'm trying to, I'm not trying to tell you exactly what to do, but I figured like that's something that I feel like kind of goes overlooked in the rule book and stuff like that. Like you can choose to drop a creature to zero hit points and not kill them. Yeah. You know, like it's not always death and destruction here. Like we have the option of taking them alive, folks. Right. Rarely taken. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so Herodel is going to take his rope. Mm-hmm. Hog tie this motherfucker. Sure. It's really difficult because he's paralyzed. But you managed to manipulate him enough, like, and you can see him wincing because it hurts to even, like, move from the exact position he's stuck in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, you're not really that concerned about his safety or comfort right now anyways. No. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, you roll for persuasion? I would like for you to give me a sleight of hand to see how well you are hog-tying him. Okay. Okay. It's a, it's a five. It looks passable to you. It looks passable to me. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, it's gonna, Even if it didn't look passable to me, I feel like I would have disarmed him as, yes, as well as Yes, he's still disarmed. Possible. I'm going to have him make another save real quick. Okay. Um, he only gets a 10, so that he's Failed. still he's still paralyzed. Yes. Okay. Are we, are we currently still in combat? Um, we're just going to go in initiative. We're not technically in combat. But, Unless you want to attack him, right? He's, I can. I would right. like to do something else. But um, we're gonna we're gonna go to yeah, Hoblet first. Yeah. Hoblet, is there something it. you'd like to do now that he's hogtied them? Or this dude? Um. What? <laughs> it's a pregnant pause. <laughs> what is he? What is he hogtied to? Like it's just like his his yeah, like his arms, arms and legs. legs are tied together behind his back. Yeah, that's how you hog tie. Like his arms and his like his wrists okay. and his ankles. So is he like in yeah. a chair or he's he... knelt on the floor. Yeah, he's just okay. on the ground, probably face yeah. down. He's still paralyzed, eyes wide open. Yes. I would like to drag mm-hmm. his three dead friends uh-huh. over right in front of him. In front of the children. In front well, of the children who are also <laughs> in this room. Have we? I I sort of figured. No, you haven't. No, the kids are still. Nothing there. else has happened. We're still in heaven. Watching this, this is all happen- right. We murder these yeah. people. We just right. did some real good murders in front of children. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were bad guys, but he had some guy's stomach out of him. Right. I I think I heard some cheers. <laughs> you know, those were not yay. cheers. Those were. Ah! <laughs> no, I heard them as yay yippee. 
You may have heard it that right. you may have heard it that Perception way. Perception check. <laughs> you weren't really too keen on exactly what was happening with the show so at that he, moment in time. He's in a different room from where we slaughtered his friend. Yeah, he's Barely. beyond then the kitchen. I'm now. going to drag him, him to the body. To of his the body. That's a better idea. Of his friend. Yeah, great idea. Um, and shut the door behind you. Yes. <laughs> um. And you hear like the, the as you as you like kind of leaving the room and the and closing the door like the the halfling man and woman go in there and they're like, you can just see them like, like really like frantically saying like, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much, kind dwarf. Thank you. And they shut the door and you can hear them starting trying to calm the children down and saying, this so nice dwarf saved us, this nice dwarf saved us. They're saying all these wonderful things about you and like how you you and this kind gnome like saved their lives and you know, like, but we just need to stay in here for a little bit while they, you know, clean up Outside. Am I, so, am I really looking kind in this situation? <laughs> well, you saved yeah. their lives, so yeah. like, yeah, you may have done so in a brutal fashion, but um, <laughs> you you absolutely saved the children. So we're in a kitchen. You're in a kitchenette that's attached. It's just kind of an open part of the rest of this, like sort of um, like living right. area. Well, Hoblet sees a large brick oven on the wall. Yeah, you do. Yep. Um, he orders manservant. To take one of the crumb supporters and just throw him into the oven, the dead guy. Oh my god! And then we're gonna we're gonna shake this guy down for information. Oh my god! He took my friend Maven. We're cooking people in an orphanage. Yes, the orphans <laughs> can't see it. Hoblet they is. They can smell it. Hot. Well, dinner's on, kids. Oh wow! Hoblet is pissed. Hoblet is. Oh this my guy's god. trying to steal. Not only have we gone too far, have we gone too far? No, Hoblet's okay. sending a message. <laughs> he's hung story, over and he's setting the fire. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Then he's going to tell this guy, like, no one will ever find you unless you give us uh, the location of Maven the Baker, as well as. You hear him, like, through, like, grit teeth and, like, you know, just completely frozen muscles. Just muster up like he's trying to tell you something, but he can't because every part of him is paralyzed. Did we just kill Maven the Baker? <laughs> oh, I know they were all humans. Yeah. So um, manservant, manservant's gonna walk up as he's because he's been ordered by Hoblet to throw this guy into the oven. Yes. He's gonna throw down the crate, point at our current prisoner, open the box, point in the box, and then point outside. And then lift the dead body, and just start walking towards the oven. So he, he's silently recommending that you take this outside. <laughs> like he took the body out of the oven? No, no. Oh. Like as he's walking, because he has to drop the giant crate. Oh right. He points, opens the crate, suggests kind of that you throw this guy hogtied in the, the crate. crate. And move this conversation elsewhere. Because he's clearly he's still paralyzed anyway. Mm-hmm. And then he throws the guy in the oven. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> he's not going to disobey. Parano, um, what are you doing when all this is happening? <laughs> just nodding. <laughs> oh my god, this Damn is hardcore. Straight. This is hardcore. <laughs> our goal is to find Maven. Uh-huh. Yeah, but our guy's still paralyzed. We should probably I'm going to have him make another save real quick. Nine, fail. Yeah, so he's still paralyzed. Yeah. I mean, but I'm, I think like as like the time it takes you to pull him outside, he's no longer paralyzed, and you see him kind of like start punching or feel him start punching the, uh, the, the 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 hood of the crate, 
but uh, manservant, what do you do like when you feel that happen? Like when he's like rustling around in there. So the hogtie did not hold. No. I'm guessing. Okay. So a uh, manservant just looks at you for direction. His buddy's like cooking in the oven still. As you guys are walking out the door. Right. (laughs) They're going to have to deal with that on their own. (laughs) But you couldn't fit him in the. the, No, we're just like like outside. You just just put his face in the oven. Yeah, like in in the alley. That's what I'm assuming. Right. Right. We haven't like totally left the orphanage. Right, but the smell of burning flesh is starting to fill the air. Sure. And the orphanage. And the orphanage. (laughs) Right. But the kids last time that this is like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. We did kind of state that. It's getting to be that way. Right. Um. We have different themes for every little adventure, whether we know them at the time or not. Like, we had a Jay and Silent Bob scene at one point. You know what I mean? Like, it just... <laughs> we, we, we pull upon so many different things. Anyways. Um, we're fucked up people, but we love you. <laughs> we're full of love. Really. Mom, if you're listening. Can I hear... Mom, if you're listening. Jeez, me Christmas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Can I hear anything through, like, any words, or is it is it inaudible? Oh, he's saying, like, let me the f*** out of here. Okay. Um, are you ready to talk, or maybe this trunk needs to go in the oven? No, no, just, please. Oh, my God. I can smell. Just get him out of there, man. Just get him out of there. What kind of sick bastard are you? Do you know where <laughs> Maven is? Yeah. Just please pull him out of the oven. I'll tell you what you want. Just pull him out of the oven, man. Like, I may be an asshole, but holy crap, like, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> You're a psychopath. <laughs> I, I mean, I, what am I going to do with a body that I, the, like, I put the body in the oven to burn it. Man, manservant's just walking back into the building. Like, he finds, like, a pizza dish. Yep. <laughs> okay. Like... And he scrapes out what's left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. And that? brings him, brings it outside. outside. Yeah, yes. just the charred remains of this yes. dude's head on top yep. of his Throw body. Yep, it into the crate with the there... guy. <laughs> oh, God. There All was... over Jarell's stuff. Right. Yeah. Even, well, some of it's Jarell's, but it's yeah. also um, Joseph the Just's armor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, we shouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> um... No, we just, we set it out back, and, uh... Yeah, like, he's, like, looking at it now. Like, he, he, he you can see him, like, slowly, like, climb out of the crate with his arms up in the air. Yeah. And he looks to like, oh, Johnny, by the gods, what did they do to you, man? You can kind of tell that, like, underneath Johnny mm-hmm. is the pizza that was for lunch. <laughs> 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 oh, now the children have a <laughs> That's whole. so fucked up. The children have a whole other reason to start crying now. <laughs> they don't know what's happening. The door's closed. Lunch is ruined. Up. Lunch right. has been canceled today. Right. They can't have their 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 pizza today. Um. So I, I'm I'm hoping uh, that Paradil is standing, uh, sort of with the the funk and the noise. I, I sort of see you like arms crossed, right? One Wolverine sort out style. As, yeah, yeah. As Hoblet <laughs> is questioning. That's right. Uh, this chode that we've taken. He's like, okay, um, just listen, Maven. Like, he's all right, man. He was gonna be used just a bargaining chip, man. To get you, to get you, to just get you, bring the stuff back. We were just gonna shake these people down, and when when we just confirmed that it was exactly where he said that you guys brought it, like, we, that's it. We were gonna let him go, man. The food stays, and you tell me where Maven is. All right, all right. Listen, he's in a warehouse. In the northern end of town, right? It's it's gonna be near uh, 
just outside the market area, northern part of town. All right, like he's just we have him held up there, you know, a couple guys watching him, you know, crumps orders, man. I, I just I'm just a dude following orders, man. I'm just a dude following orders. Like, please don't hurt me. Like, I I, I I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. Like, I'm done. Like, just like you'll find them. It's uh, it's uh, 155 uh, uh, North. Uh, Fake Street. Fake Street, yeah. <laughs> 155 North Fake Street. On the north end of town, just outside the market. I don't know, that address seems uh, not quite on the up and up, man. <laughs> no, man, look. He, it's real, I swear. And he, and he pulls a map out of his pocket of the local area and all the street names around there, and he points to the warehouse and the map, and it is, in fact, on, in fact, on Fake Street. <laughs> I think that's pronounced Fake. <laughs> right. Well, whatever, man. I'm not from around here, okay? I don't know how they, they, they pronounce the vowels out here. Hopley <laughs> really wants to kill this guy. Could you please let me go, man? Oh, Johnny. What, what am I going to tell his wife, man? Man, sir. Don't worry about it. And then Hoblet's going to swing Trixie at him. Oh, my God. Okay. 22. Yeah. Oh my god. So Manservant like tips him out of the crate so that you don't just get like all of his body parts over everything. He's already inside. out of the crate. He stepped oh, yeah. out with so his hands out. out. Okay, yeah. good. I just wanted to make sure that that happened. Before you mush this poor man. He's not innocent. Dead men no, tell no tales. No reason to feel bad for him. 11. 11? I mean, you literally crack him across the face so hard you hear several bones break. And he just like is like 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 he's alive, somewhat breathing still, but like completely unconscious on the ground, bleeding out. If he doesn't get medical attention soon, he will just die here in the street. I'm okay to leave. <laughs> I think we um, <laughs> should dig some shallow graves first. So uh, we you want to? I mean, okay. How long what are we gonna What are we gonna cool. do with these? Or what's what's nearby? Is there like a river nearby? There's no, some like woods it's a nearby. fucking desert. Oh right, the orphanage could take care of them. Right. Well, can we just like, like you have like the ocean? Yeah. Well, can we just like put some sand over them? And not... I'm sure. Yeah, you could easily. Yeah. If, with given some time, dig some. Graves I would like and... to mass. I would like to bury these crump supporters in a mass oh, unmarked grave. Oh, wow. God. Okay. All right. Hoblet has hatred in his heart for these people yes he's seen some things while he's been on this mission of stealing food and stuff oh yeah he's developed i mean it's in reality it's one of my character flaws yeah his hatred for his enemies is blind, yes, and, unreasoning. Is blind and unreasoning yeah well, in fact so um, if someone could just pull out of here so massimo for my birthday because it's actually my birthday's tomorrow uh, he got me this giant plush d20 here i'll have someone take a pic a photo of it so that i can you know show our, our friends on the interwebs at some point my hair's a mess, so please excuse it. Um, but I'm going to give you inspiration, and I'm going to have you roll that. There's just like I know it's not a true d20. Like, it's not the numbers aren't weighted properly or whatever. But I'm just going to have you throw it across the room when you roll for inspiration, and that'll be your second die roll for your advantage. Oh my god! Do you have a banana? I don't. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Why? Do you have a bandana? Ooh. No. Can we put a Damn. bandana for scale? Damn it! <laughs> Oh, I do have a bandana, but it's in my dresser. Yeah, don't worry about that. Okay. If you had a bandana, it is, but that might get us some views on Reddit if we had bandana for scale. Bandana for scale. Banana for scale. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Um, 
Okay, uh, so... In between Hoblet and Manservant, they could probably dig these shallow graves pretty quick. Right. Yeah, you guys managed to do that. Okay. So... And well, yes, just so everyone who's listening, we did bury that fuck alive. He was still breathing when we put him in. Not for long, though. So no, not for long, but we did bury him alive. Before you're like, oh, I wonder if they killed that dude. No, we didn't. <laughs> we put him in the ground I mean, ground you kind of did that way, yeah. but... If he couldn't keep breathing, that's his own fault. Um, while yeah. Franz and Manservant are blind and unreasoning, taking mm-hmm. care of the corpses mm-hmm. and soon-to-be corpse, um, <laughs> corpses <laughs> and victim and soon-to-be. Yeah. Uh, Peridot's gonna go inside and uh, talk to the uh, the kind of people in in charge of the orphanage. Sure. See if we can get any more information. So, um, yeah, the. The man in charge of the orphanage introduces himself as um, Cletus Saint Salvador. Yeah, Cletus San Salvador and his wife um, Karen San Salvador. And they thank you profusely for your help, but they, you know, they notice there's an odd smell coming from the kitchenette. We burned the pizza. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in there. I know. Okay. Um, but they say some people just don't have the stomach for this line of work. But they say, like, you know, I don't know what we can do to repay you. Like, we we don't have much. You know, we just run this small little orphanage here. Like, we just try to give these children a place to to, to eat and sleep. And you know, we thank you that for saving our food supplies. And please thank your dwarven friend for 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 bringing these to us last night with him and his friend. Uh, without them, we would have like these kids would have not have been fed for for days, and I, I just I can't imagine what that would have been like for all of us. Criminals who steal food from children are lower than scum. We don't need no payment. Well, thank you. I listen. If if there's any way that we can try to help you, though, please please let us know. Like we just we are so grateful for you, and the children are so grateful for you. Aren't, isn't that right, kids? You see them like with like tears in their eyes, like just like slowly nodding with like pouty faces, like. <laughs> And like one of them, like one of the, like the little girls in there comes over and like she's like noticing these like little raggedy clothes or whatever. She just comes over and just gives you like a big hug. And she's like your height because you're like two foot 11 or whatever. And she I'm just little. gives you like the biggest, biggest hug. And she's like, thank you. I thought she was going to give him a crayon made picture of the murder scene. That's a lot better. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious though. Oh my God. Maybe later. Maybe later yeah. if they ever happen upon these children again. They're pretty sick, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in their um, mind forever. Right. <laughs> That's all they can draw now. All right. You've actually traumatized these right. children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only thing we need at this point is more information. If you have any clue as to what is going on here, as to the motivations of these criminals and their end game, we need to know. They just, they just, they just said that that you know these supplies were theirs and they wouldn't they wouldn't let us have them. Like, I was just trying to play with them like that was for the children. Like even if they are yours, like where do, what does it matter where they came from? Like these kids need it. Like you know they seem like wealthy or just like well off individuals. Like I just I was trying to just count on them for their for some for for a little generosity or just to understand or see some reason. But they they were just too concerned with their own with their own benefits. They just said that you know. Crump would have been happy. I don't even know who this Crump dude is. You know, I never heard of him before. I've lived here. My I've just lived here my whole life. We just live a pretty. My wife and I just live really modestly, and you know, we just try to take care of the kids where we can. You know, we can't have our own children. You know what I mean? So this is these are our children to us until we can find them a home. 
Well, I'm glad we could help. I, 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 again, we are absolutely great. What are, what are your names? What are, what are the names of you? Perida Lincolnwoods. And, and this is my companion. Who, yeah, Hoblet's like starting to walk in at this point. Yeah. I go by Hoblet, the Smasher. Well, Mr. Smasher, Mr. Lincolnwoods, I... Uh, a pleasure, please. You are welcome here anytime. Please let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. We we, we have we, we're we're a modest family, but you know you'll always have a, a home here with us. And and the children will be forever grateful for your help. You gave them a future. All right. Well, I think we're done here, and we need to uh, move Head on. To the warehouse. Yeah. So you guys start heading north, and you kind of enter be- or like well like into the north. You're kind of generally in the northern end of town already, but like you're kind of heading towards like that like the area that they described. Like you know, so you kind of cut back through the market, and you hear this like odd commotion. Like there's a lot of shouting, and um, like oh like like people just saying like what on earth is that, and um, like you almost like you you think you see just very briefly right. Like zero, like some sort of like you know large humanoid object like zoom past you with a gnome on its shoulders. <laughs> uh huh. Like I mean, like real fast. Like they're just charging in. You hear something. You hear something like onwards, my mighty steed for science. And, but it's like, but it's like Doppler effect. Like it happens so fast that you could barely process what it's just right happened. Past, yeah. Okay. Like, cause you're like you're kind of like cutting through tents and stalls, so like you kind of watch this from in like under the cover of a tent. So you kind of really only saw like maybe the like the torso and down of like what looked to be Zero's body, and then maybe trailing behind, like, and then maybe a few moments later, you you hear you see um, like a heavily armored like Jarrell, um, like clatter by like panting and wheezing because like he's like wearing all of this armor and Sven and Sven is like just care is like sort of carrying some other stuff behind him like his sword and stuff like that and they're like kind of scurrying along trying to catch up and, like you know see like Jarrell like kind of lift up the face mask of his helmet like pour some water in there just like kind of all over the place and like close it and just keep running okay but like as like, but he, as, like he's running there's like a crazy like the crowds of people are just like are, are just crazy right now so like they may have parted briefly for this stampede of people but like now it's like it's like you kind of had to fight your way through to get to wherever they ran off to. This is back in like Tamasha here proper. Yeah, like you're in like the like the the Grand Bazaar proper. Okay. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they were tearing ass um like heading to your left. I look over at Paradol to see like kind of like did you just see what I just saw? What I don't know anymore, man. What are, what are we doing here? <laughs> Should we chase them? Uh, <laughs> and, and actually, at that moment, you see that because Franz recognized that his his patron, his his you know his employer, his my his, lord, his lord, just ran by with Hans. He immediately, like without even you saying anything, just starts taking off after Jarrell, and he starts he begins to play music again. And yep. what is what, what's what's what he, what is he playing this time? Oh. Uh... Again, the Lord Jarrell the light, so handsome and so bright. And he's just singing again that one that he started off in the beginning. Right, but he's running really fast so I can imagine that the tempo is like... Lord Jarrell the light, so I'm way too excited. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we've lost our servants. Perhaps we could see if everyone would help us get Maven back. 
Yeah, I think we should put a pin in that one and uh, clear our names before we uh, head out to see Maven. You haven't heard this yet. You, you said clear our names. Clear y'all. Clear your names of what? We're the hapless... Wait. We're the heroes of the kingdom of Vash. <laughs> H-O-K-O-V. What could we possibly have to clear our names of? Maybe I explained this to you when you were a little fuzzy before. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Peridol, you know, he explains, explains the story about how they're, you know, wanted for murder of Joseph the Just and the whole situation thus far. We again have some crazy ultimatum to <laughs> right to prove your innocence before, or else yeah. you're fucked up. Right, you're gonna get At fucked up. At this point, we have a day and a half left. I suppose I can help you all with that. Let's go. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, so you have to kind of fight your way through this giant crowd and try to figure out, you know, which direction they went. And a couple of seconds have gone by and you can just, you can hear that the ruckus is traveling further away from you. Is this something that is going to be beyond, going to be beyond our uh, passive perception? Yes. Can I investigate the path in the crowd? Yeah, you can make an investigation or a perception check. And investigate the path in the crowd. <laughs> okay. Nat twenty. Nat twenty. Yeah, you can easily see like, because like, because the the path here in the bazaar is like just kind of made of rough stone. You know what I mean? Like kind of laid and like with like a lot of dust and like sand in between. You know, it's kind of well worn. You can see where the weight of zeros like you know running had depressed like his footprints into the into the ground. So you're able to easily follow that. You know, it takes you some time, but easily follow that to the northern market area. Um, and what you see is that, you know, there's like a bit of a... Like an altercation happening. You see Jarrell knelt down, right? Healing some poor old woman who seems to be like knocked over, her cane broken. Hmm. And he's like, you know, like you see him sort of chanting and praying or whatever. Um, Franz and Manservant are nowhere to be seen. Maybe they lost the path. You know what I mean? You can't see where they are. But then Jarell kind of um, runs off a little bit, and there's like so there's this, this like little large archway, and like a lot of people kind of crowded around or whatever, and you can hear some shouting. But like you're having some trouble pushing your way through the crowd um, towards what's happening. Uh, Hoblet, what are you doing now? Did you follow Paradil or like... I did. Okay. Um. You're also having a hard time seeing because most of the people here are human. Right. So you can you're really mainly relying on sound or like you know kind of poking your head around or looking through people's legs. You know what I mean to kind of see. It's, it's a very crowded area over here. Well, and I just hop up on Hobbit's shoulders. To make one whole sized person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Is know. Hobbit are you gonna okay let him do that? that? I have really short legs. I feel like that's we're not gonna be going very fast. No, you're not <laughs> at all. all right. Um, sounds like a bad idea. Have Hoblet hop on your shoulder. <laughs> I think it'd crush you. Yeah, I don't have the, I don't have the strength for it. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like I would like to try to... Because of where I'm at height-wise, mm -hmm. I can still see Zero's knees. No, right? not anymore. Yeah, you have no idea where they went. Like you, you His can... metallic legs don't stick out amongst all you the legs of you, the normies. You can't actually see. You can't tell if he's here or not. Um, you can hear, like, like again, like, the commotion, like, the sounds of commotion have sort of stopped at this point. Like, it's mostly people just talking about 
like what just happened and like you know how rude of those people to like charge through here what do they think that they own these streets and you know and like you can hear Jarrell like somewhere out there apologizing profusely um, to people but then eventually even his voice fades off into the into the din of the crowd are we we're we're near some buildings still correct yeah you're kind of surrounded by tents and buildings all over the okay. place and there's like a pathway that sort of like goes a little off the bazaar and through like this large archway but there's just people and guards like kind of crowded all around you could actually see a few guards kind of um running their way into that location there's a pile of barrels and boxes off to my right and i'm going to climb mm-hmm. the barrels and boxes to try to get on the roof somewhere mm-hmm. to see if i can see where my friends are at yeah so this takes a little time yeah you know a few minutes have passed now and you know you can't really tell what's going on i mean the the crowd is starting to at least a little like spread out a little bit now okay you can see that a few guards are walking away from the area. It's been about, like I said, five or ten minutes now. Um, they're kind of walking away from the archway. Only a couple of them, though. And you can see, um, floating up into the air, what looks like Slim Shady, a little pseudo dragon. And she kind of goes over like the little like um, like wall that creates this archway into another section of the of Tamasha here. Okay. And you see her like just kind of disappear behind the wall there. Okay. But like you kind of, you saw her float up a little bit, but you don't really see where you you just saw that she floated floated up somewhere from along that wall, which is a good like 150 feet away from where you're sta- you know where you're at right now. 150 feet is like 10 miles to Hobbit. Right, um, and that's all you that's all you could tell and see from here. Give me a perception check though. Are you rolling the inspiration die? Yeah, I feel like okay, we're close to the I end. Need to, I, I, wanna, I wanna take a video of this. I gotta take a video of this. Hold on. Because why not? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I feel like Hoblitz just wants the Hoblitz reaction. Do it. Alright, okay, roll your inspiration. What is it? It's on the line between four and five. Yeah, it's gonna be a five. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah? It's easily a five. <laughs> I can't see that in that This is ridiculous. <laughs> oh, God. This is ridiculous. All right. So it didn't work. So, yeah, you can't really see much else other than okay. that. Fuck. Maybe I kind of point, mm-hmm. um, you know, down to Peridot if you can see. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of, like, generally, like, pointing where you yeah. might have seen something. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes you some time. You guys end up, you know, pushing your way through the crowd, I'm assuming, right? You know, yes. like... You, you, you kind of it starts to disperse a little bit more so you can kind of see a little better and um, you can see uh, as you sort of approach the wall uh, Felix start you can see Felix running like you can see like, kind of through the license of people running through the archway with zero in tow um, like through that archway into the next section of um Tamasha here. Okay. What do you do? We're trying to catch up to them. So I feel like I'm just, I guess I'm just running. Yeah. Now that I'm on the roofs. Yeah. I'm. You're not on the roofs. You got down. You have to get down down to go through like, and like follow the path through. You're not like fucking, this isn't like Assassin's Creed over here. You're fucking dwarf. <laughs> Hoblet can run. Like he has zero. Street. He has like Roll no dexterity. dexterity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> His legs are too short for that shit. Um, 
and stumpy. So I came back down, and I'm just I, I'm I'm going with Peridol through the. Is that what? What do you say to him? Because um, you see all this stuff happening. We need to catch up to our friends. Okay. Right. Just just go. I feel like I don't. I, yeah, that's fine. If so, I take too much time to. You guys are gonna need some. You guys are gonna need to make me maybe just give me a, a like a strength check each. I mean, he just saw me throw somebody into an oven, so I feel like he knows I mean business. If I'm like, we need to right. go, he's like, all right, yeah, right, just to kind of like push your way through to get there a little quicker. Yeah, let's bring the heavies. Fuck, seven. Okay, Paradil, give me a strength check. Seventeen. All right, you guys with with combining your efforts uh, surprisingly Peridol you're actually doing most of the work here mm-hmm. um, end up being able to push your way through and clear a path through the crowd mm-hmm. to kind of get to an area where you can see like against like one of these buildings there's an alley off to the right of it right mm-hmm. to the left there are three guards who are just like walking away from like a scene that's unfolding where there's a guard that's being like almost like um, shaken down by Zero Felix and Jarrell Mm-hmm. Gerald is currently in, in this guard is floor. wearing like some sort of like shiny brooch like pin on his um, like uh-huh. on his on his shoulder right uh-huh. um, and these other guards are just walking away like yeah hey, Felix guy right he's so great yeah Felix my friend man Felix is totally my friend yo Felix is like my, my, my best friend my best friend he tells us to go away we just, just go away like it's not a big deal right yeah Felix got this yeah Felix is totally cool uh-huh. and they just like they just like walk away from the situation they seem they seem charming. They, they see they seem like like their eyes look a little like like their pupils are dilated yeah. and like they don't look like themselves at all, right? Right. Um, and as like as they're having this conversation, you can see like this conversation starting to happen. You see another person like wearing um, these like sort of guards robes like pull out a crossbow from behind them from where they're standing right ahead of this alley. You're like looking at their back. And fire a crossbow, and, and it hits this guard that they're inter- interrogating, killing him. Damn. Shit. And you see them turn around, and they see this guy. And Zach, or I'm sorry, Peridot, you recognize this as Zahir Loreshi. Ooh. The captain of the guard that arrested you to begin with for the murder of Joseph the Just. Son of a bitch. And you hear him say, son of a bitch. And you see this all happen, but you're, you notice that your friends don't notice you yet. They only see him. And that is where we're going to end it for tonight. <laughs> so that when we all get back together, Hobbit can jump out. The gang will be all back together again. Son of a bitch! And then all the storylines will converge. Yay! Nice. And we'll see what happens from there. I'll let Dave figure that out. Yep. So, thank you guys for listening. Again, welcome back, James. You made a pretty beautiful baby. We hope that your paternity leave thank was you, thank you. fruitful and that you had some great time to bond with your child and that, you know, that if you're back, obviously, like, I'm baby's back, still fuckers. well taken care of and, you know, you're going to be... Yes. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good in the hood, G. Um, thank you again to our patrons. You know, we we had... This day was kind of possible for me because of you guys. If you ever, you know, just get pizza and like have a wonderful little family like Labor Day celebration. We got two pizzas. We got 
some garlic bread with cheese on it. We got yeah. some France fries. Delicious. Um, what do we get? We got a grilled chicken salad. That's right. And it was delicious. It, it tasted that much sweeter because we know that it came with your the love and support that you guys offered to us. <laughs> so speaking of love and support, if you guys love us, find us on the interwebs, engage with us, talk to us. We're on Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook, Reddit, Instagram. I'll be putting maybe the videos and like pictures of like whatever came out of today on, on that. Um, and if you really, or if you, if you, if you don't have like social media or don't really get into that and you still want to hang out or talk to us, like most people have email. So like hit us up, haplessheroes at gmail.com. We, we, I'm, I'm happy to answer any and all questions. Or if you have questions for the rest of the crew or whatever, I'd be happy to relay those, that those questions and answers back to you guys. Um, if you really, really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. Uh, every, Do it. Every five-star review is helping us grow in the ranks, bringing more people to this show. Our audience seems to be growing more and more every single week. And I'm just so unbelievably grateful for all the wonderful love and support that you guys have offered to us. You know, like this is literally just making shit up off the top of our heads and rolling some dice sometimes. And like, we're having a great time doing it. And the fact that you guys like enjoy the story and all this, like, it's just, it's just super cool, super cool, which is why we want to keep you involved. Like we're still taking names for our NPC bucket. We're still, you know, like submit them to us, submit them to us wherever, whether it's, you know, like through our social media posts or just through email, like keep sending us that stuff. We love it. We want your input. We want your, we want your, you know, a little piece of you in our game world. And finally, if you like super, super like us, we just mentioned our patrons. We have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash heroes. We have some cool rewards. If you, like, if you feel like we're worth your hard-earned dollars, we'll put that money to new equipment, to feeding the gang every you know time we get together. Like It's just it's a, it's a tremendous help, and we deeply appreciate it, but it's not necessary whatsoever. What we put out here for you is free, and we will continue to keep it that way. <laughs> and if you really love us, and especially if you're not involved in any sort of uh, social media, yeah, send us a telegraph. Send me a kiss by wire. Baby, my heart's on fire. <laughs> All right, so that being said, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead Long and outro the cast. To my left, James playing the beloved Hoblet, the Smasher. Keeping it gangster. We have Zach playing Perry to Lincoln Woods. So long. And John playing... Franz the Soother and Manservant. Jarrell! Over here! Jarrell! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Francesco, been your host and DM. Tune in next time where the gang's all back together and some shit is going to go down. Yeah! Bye bye now. Bye! Bye bye now. Bye! Bye! Bye bye! <laughs>